Welcome to Adaptation, the podcast that dives into all things self-optimization and self-discovery, helping you be your best inside and out. I'm your host, Steve Katazi, and today, well, today it's just you and me. Today, I wanted to give you guys a bit of an update on the progress that I'm making in my final cut, my final diet, ahead of a photo shoot that marks the end of a two-year body goal journey. And as you may know, I started Adaptation declaring a two-year body goal in January 2018, and you can check that out in the show notes. And there were some bold goals, both aesthetically and objectively through various measurements. Well, that journey comes to an end just before Christmas 2019. And to be honest, there is no end. My body goal journey doesn't stop, but this is an important public milestone. And if you follow my body goal journal on adaptnation.io or through the weekly newsletter, you'd see that I've made some progress and, you know, it's not been too shabby if I do say so myself. Um, But the focus of today's solo podcast is to give you a complete update and rundown of how I am losing weight so fast in the last and final cup 2019. And you know what? It's kind of funny. This podcast has been running for almost two years. And yet this is the first time I flicked on the mics and spoken to you directly with no one else in the room. So let's see how this goes, right? So let's start with a current update on the cut that I'm in right now. So I started this cut on the 2nd of November 2019. My starting weight was 201 pounds. My body fat percentage was about 9%. My current weight, 16 days in, is 192.4 pounds. Today's day is the 18th of November, and I'm down 8.6 pounds in total. And that's after two maintenance days with great food with my family over the weekend. So yeah, not too bad so far. And this is averaging three and a half pounds per week weight loss. By the end of this week, I should probably be down to about 190 pounds because I'm currently going through a 48-hour fast and that does trim the fat pretty aggressively. My goal weight which is 188 pounds, a total of 13 pounds down from where I started, needs to be hit by the 10th of December or earlier, which is 22 days from now. My body fat percentage then should be around about 6% body fat, photo shoot ready, and my lean mass drop should be pretty negligible, to be honest. I've done this a number of times. And whilst I'll lose three or four pounds of lean mass on the scales, we know that that's glycogen and water mass more than anything else because it bounces back up after a week or so getting back into a normal maintenance diet or even a bulking diet. So what does that mean? Well, I've got about four to five pounds to go in the next 20 odd days. And that sounds pretty doable. And even though I'm getting to, you know, low body fat percentages right now, I can see where the fat is. I know I can get rid of it. And this process is pretty effective And emotionally, it's pretty easy to get on with. And I'll give you a bit more of an insight into that. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty good going. To be 16 days in and having lost almost nine pounds with an average of three and a half pounds per week weight loss is beyond what most people would either recommend or be able to achieve. How is this happening? Well, I'm going to link in the show notes 
um, the 2019 Week 45 Body Journal, which calls out the exact process that I'm following. You can read it. There's graphics. You'll be able to get a good sense of exactly what's going on. But I'm going to give you the narrative version as well. So I'm currently in what I call a fasting blitz cut. And effectively, what that means is I am fasting and aggressively dropping my calories throughout the week whilst adding in some maintenance periods to make sure that you know I'm happy, I can get through this psychologically and physically, uh, yet I keep the weight dropping. So how did I design this cut? Well, I knew I wanted to lose 13 pounds in about five and a half weeks. 13 pounds is approximately 45,000 calories if you take the standard equation of three and a half thousand calories per pound. So I know I needed over the course of five and a half weeks to be down over 45,000 calories. That works out to be about 8,000, 8,200 calories less than what my body needs per week, which on a daily basis is about 1,100 calories. Previously, I was eating about 3,700 to 4,300 calories on what I regard as a lean bulk at a weight of about 200 pounds. My maintenance, right, so the calories I would have to eat, whether I'm working out or on a non-training day, was about 3,500 to 3,800 calories. So lots of numbers thrown at you, but net-net, I eat quite a lot because of my size and my muscle mass, but I did need to drop over 1,100 calories per day to hit the goal that I have in mind. So I started this blitz cut on the weekend, which sounds a bit bizarre, but let me explain why. I started on Saturday and I had about 3,500 calories, actually 3,300 calories over Saturday and the same on Sunday. What that meant was I could eat the kind of foods I love eating over the weekend. We typically have you know a meal together, late lunch, me, the missus, the two girls, and we eat good food. You know, steak, we have, you know, lots of like fatty foods like halloumi and stuff, or we have some chips, or some potatoes, some veg, it's lovely. Or we even have some dessert. So over the weekend, I'll probably have one big meal and just a couple other bits and pieces to get me to that three and a half thousand calories. And they are regarded my maintenance days. And why did I start on, on the weekend? Well, I wanted to ensure that my body was fueled for what comes next. Because Sunday afternoon, after that last meal, I will not eat again for 48 hours. So that means no dinner on Sunday night, no snacking on Sunday night, get into Monday, have nothing. So no coffee, no protein shakes, no lunch, no dinner no dessert, no nothing, literally nothing. So I would eat nothing on the Monday, which I'm currently doing right now, go to bed and have without eating. I'll wake up on Tuesday, continue to eat nothing. My first meal will be Tuesday evening. So that's a 48 hour fast, just over. And the reason for doing this, well, firstly, fasting is really a really productive tool for giving your body a bit of a break to give your body a chance to do some cell recovery and recycling. It's called autophagy. Um, so it's a very productive thing and a, a health conscious wellness thing to fast every once in a while. 
So there was a health and wellness benefit. But more importantly, if I don't eat, I know that on that day, given my maintenance calories, I'm probably going to lose near on a pound of body fat that day alone. So if I can do that for two days, well, it's almost a couple of pounds. I will be eating on the second day, but it's 48 hours in total without food. So I wanted to start with a fast because I knew it was going to help me achieve my goal faster and more effectively. So then I'd eat on Tuesday and it'd be a big meal, 2,300 calories, a big meal. I'll explain what I have in a second. And then getting on to Wednesday through Friday, I would have 2,300 calories again, but that won't just be one meal. I'll have a morning shake. I'll have maybe some anchovies and then a latte for lunch. So pretty light. And then for dinner, I'd have maybe some steak, eggs, prawns, mushrooms and rice, or maybe some salmon instead. And that's Wednesday through Friday. And then there's Saturday again, and I eat the maintenance calories. I have, you know, joyous time with my family yet again. And I would repeat this for five and a half weeks. In terms of snacks and treats, no daytime snacking whatsoever. No extra teas and coffees or anything else like that. No carbonated drinks, literally the meals I've ju- just described are all I'd be eating. However, I would have some dark chocolate after my dinner, but just a small little block. And in the evening before going to bed, I'll have some bone broth and a little bit of fish oil, more for the wellness benefits than anything else. And that's it. So that's what the fasting blitz cut look, looks like. And again, if you get over to adaptation.io and you look at the week 45, 2019 body goal, it lists all this out. In terms of food choices, well, I kind of alluded to this, but I'm on a meat-dominant diet, or should I say an animal-based diet for the most part, where 90% of my calories come from animal-based nutrition, and that is primarily beef, eggs, milk, butter, some halloumi, and some fatty fish like anchovies or salmon. I'll supplement that with some rice, potatoes, mushrooms, and some infrequent berries of all sorts, maybe some broccoli and carrots. But for the most part, I'm centering in on nutrient density, which is the animal-based nutrition, which is higher in fat, lots of protein, loads of micronutrition, and incredibly satiating. And this is important because when you are dieting, or generally, but especially when you are dieting, it's so important that whilst you're cutting your calories, you don't want to be cutting your nutrition. Because one, you want to be satiated, and two, you want to make sure that you don't malnourish, even if it's a short period of time. You want to keep your nutrition high. And you can do both. You can be on a diet and also get what is regarded as maximal nutrition. Maybe not at a macro level, but definitely at the micro level. In terms of supplements, it's not a long list. Um, I'll have some unflavored whey protein and just one of those in the morning. Typically, I would have that with some coffee to get me going, some full-fat milk, And depending on whether my calories allow, I might put in just a little bit of butter. That really kind of like fuels me for the morning, gets me going, and it is my pre-workout meal, so to speak. I'll have some vitamin D, some fish oil, um, some glycine, some magnesium taurate, some leucine, tyrosine, and creatine. Sounds like a lot, but I get these in, in, in my shake for the most part or in the morning. It's all done in one go, pretty much. And there's a reason for all of those. Again, go to the show notes and take a look at one of the links, which will describe all the supplements I take and the reasons why. But the focus is primarily around wellness, health, recovery, and in support of my bodybuilding goals. I am not taking any multivitamin. 
not taking any pre-workout supplements or post-workout supplements. We're just talking caffeine and nutrition with a couple of those things I just mentioned. So in terms of what I eat before my workout, as I mentioned, I do have a shake, which is a protein shake, full-fat milk and coffee. But first thing in the morning, I'll have some water, some warm water with some salt and some lemon, a little bit of creatine. That just kind of wakes me up, hydrates me, and um, yeah, gets me going without there being any stimulant whatsoever. That's pretty effective. I'll have my shake, as I just mentioned. And then just before I get in the gym, I'll have some more sodium. So I'll put some Himalayan salt in with some leucine, a little bit of lemon, knock that back. And that just gets my muscles hydrated and ready to go. So whilst I'm talking about muscles, why don't we talk about the training that I'm doing whilst I'm on this diet? So I'm weight training five to six days a week. And that hasn't changed. I've been doing that for a good period of time, at least a couple of years now. So whether I'm on a diet or I'm on a bulk, my training is consistent. It's exactly the same. I'm following the Adaptation Hyper Workouts. You know, I release those every couple of months and I've been effectively sharing with you the exact workouts that I've designed for myself and been following. And what I'm currently doing is the December 19 Hyper Workouts, which hasn't yet been released, but shortly will. And it's actually been inspired by my conversations with Paul Carter, episode 103, and Christian Fibodo, episode 105, where they talk about how less volume and being centered on strength gains versus volume is a more effective way of building muscle, especially as you get older. So they describe shorter workouts, but max intensiveness in the sets that you do. And I must admit, I am really enjoying this. And the lower volume is helping me get through the diet without being completely gassed. Because when you do high volume and you're not eating enough, it can be pretty tough on your body. So I must admit, I am enjoying this style of working out whilst cutting. And what's incredible is that a lot of people say that when you're on a cut, you should lower your standards in terms of strength gains or kind of muscle building potential. And whilst I I agree to an extent that muscle building whilst on a cut is extremely difficult, for the most part, you shouldn't expect that to happen. You should also not expect to lose muscle if you're training well. And there's a very good chance you could also increase your strength gains again if you train in the right modality. And this current training block I'm on, December 19 hyper workouts, is incredible. I've packed on so much strength over the last two weeks across all my big lifts and all my accessory lifts. In part, it's because I'm doing less volume and I'm focusing on one super hard set where, hey, it's probably a mental game, but I'm allowing myself to lift heavier. And what's that going to do? That is definitely going to provide the stimulus for more muscle gain or at least muscle retention during this aggressive cut. In terms of cardio, well, there is no cardio. I don't do cardio. It just isn't enjoyable for me. And I know I can get all my body goals met without jumping on all the cardio machines I've got in my gym. So I don't do any running or cycling or rowing yet. I probably will in the next week or so just to support calorie loss a little more aggressively as my body starts to lower its metabolic rate, which happens naturally when you are losing fat and becoming lighter and getting deeper into a deficit. So I'll probably add in no more than 10 or 15 minutes of cardio in addition to the non-cardio training I currently do, but that's not going to be just yet. So the only quote-unquote cardio I do is walking my dog. So I walk my dog almost every morning, half an hour through some rolling fields, and that is it. So 
almost four pounds of loss per week with no cardio, I think that's pretty impressive. Not hitting the streets running or cycling like crazy or going into any CrossFit boxes or doing any classes, none of that whatsoever, which just goes to prove to you that losing weight is more nutrition than it is working out by a significant margin. So that, I think, covers how I'm doing this, both how I designed the blitz cut, the food choices I'm making, the supplements I'm taking, and the training that I'm doing. How do I feel? Well, let's start with the fast itself. So the fast is 48 hours, Sunday afternoon to Tuesday dinner time. And I must admit, it's surprisingly easy. And you're probably thinking, that is ridiculous. How can a two-day fast be easy? Well, I don't know what to tell you. It's quite a common observation when people diet, oh, sorry, when people fast, that the emotional and psychological nervousness doesn't match the reality. The fact is our bodies can go days, many days, weeks without food if, it, if they needed to. Now, we don't need to and we don't, but we can go periods of time without food and the body learns how to adapt to that by effectively leveraging its energy reserve, which is our body fat. So our body's well designed to do that. Now, what makes it easier for me is that I am fat adapted. What does that mean? Well, I'm on a low carb diet where no more than about 12 to 15% of my calories are carbs. And that's only because I enjoy that way of eating. I'd rather have nutrient dense food. So the high protein, high fat food versus having empty carbs, which aren't essential. And I've got used to that way of eating. So my carbs generally are either a bit of rice or potatoes just in the evening. And because of that style of eating that I've been doing since I think about April of 2019, that my body has become less emotional, less hangry, and less in need of constant nutrition and constant carbs. And that makes fasting so much easier. I don't really have to fight against any yearnings or cravings it it's easy and uh yeah i don't know what to say it's it's easy and you should definitely try a fast now if you're on a high carb diet which is a standard english or american diet it is going to be harder because your blood sugar levels are going to be constantly undulating when you have carbs so dropping them out you're going to tank quite hard and the energy is going to feel pretty low the emotion is going to be low and you generally have got cravings and addictions that fuel your need to want to eat every x amount of hours Get rid of that though, and fasting becomes a hell of a lot easier. So I'd say it's, it's easy, relatively, but I am a big foodie. So this, this idea of not eating is emotionally deprived, if I'm honest. I'm okay. I'm, my spirits are relatively high. I'm getting on with my day. I'm working. I'm you know friendly and nice with my friends and family. But there is a bit of an emotional emptiness because I love my food. <laughs> And not having food, well, that just takes away a little bit of enjoyment I always have every day. So whilst I'm not depressed or upset or really down in the dumps, I can definitely feel an emotional emptiness that I enjoy feeding back up as soon as I'm out of the fast itself. So the fast, no issue. Do try it. The subsequent days, Tuesday through Friday, I'm on a 40% deficit, which is a very aggressive deficit in its own right. So 2,300 calories against what would otherwise be 3,800 or so calories. And it's fine. It really is. And again, I think it's because I'm fat adapted. 
I have my shake in the morning, some anchovies and a latte at lunch. And then a dinner of about 11, 1200 calories. It's fine. I have some chocolate in the evening. No problem at all. I'm not snacking. I don't feel the need to. I'm not hangry. But I guess the biggest reason why this is fine is because I'm keeping busy, incredibly busy at work, at Adaptation, building the Be Your Best self-optimization journey, generally doing podcasts and articles, all that kind of stuff. And I found that my biggest coping mechanism for dieting is keeping busy. My mind's preoccupied. I'm not thinking about food. So um, I'd recommend whenever you diet, try and build not necessarily busyness or stress because that's no that's not help, but think about what you can be doing versus eating to make sure that you can get through those periods where you'd otherwise have breakfast, lunch or dinner and just be occupied. In terms of training fasted, well, that's not great if I'm honest. Uh, I've done that once or twice and I don't like it. So I've rearranged my training schedule and my kind of eating window, my fasting windows to ensure that when I get in the gym, I have eaten the night before. It just makes a difference. Having Going into the gym, having not eaten the day before is pretty rubbish. Even with lower volume, it doesn't feel so great. So my overall feeling, well, I'm happy with my results. I'm looking good. Definitely seeing my waist slim down quite a bit. And that's it's reassuring when, you know, you're going through some suffering, but the suffering is worth it. And I'm confident in the process. I know the process is working. I know it will work. I'm confident in my own, you know, decision making and my willpower. So yeah, all in, I'd say I'm happy with everything. However, I know I'm always happy with a little bit more food. So, you know, there's uh, swings and roundabouts. I am missing my fat. As I say, I have a high fat, high protein diet where about 60% probably of my daily calories come from fat normally. And to hit such low aggressive numbers per day, I've had to reduce my fat. Fat doesn't make you fat, but fat has the most calories, nine calories per gram of fat. So an easy way to meet my goals of getting the right amount of protein and the low enough amount of calories is to slim down on the fats I have. So that means I'm really missing my halloumi. I love halloumi. It might be the Greek in me, but I love halloumi. And I love my ribeye, you know, the fattier cuts of meat. I love my double cream. I love my butter. And I'm having all of those because I'm, you know, having maintenance in the weekends and, you know, I'm having less of them during the week but I'm used to having more fat. So that's definitely something I'm missing. I'm looking forward to getting back as soon as I can. And, you know, talking about looking forward, I'm absolutely looking forward to Christmas. So the photo shoot is on the 11th of December. And thereafter, hey, I can go back to loving my food and maintain my weight whilst eating the foods that I love, enjoying the the season, uh, enjoying the festivities without being too hard up on, yeah, just restricting food for losing weight. So I'm not going to be piling on weight immediately afterwards, but just being able to eat maintenance is going to make a big difference. And I guess the way I look at this is this too shall pass. I'm not stressed about this. I know this is only a short period of time. It's not a never ending diet. I know at some point it's over. I've decided when it is going to be over. So I'm just counting down the days and the weeks and just getting on with it. Again, not too stressful if you know there's an end in mind and you're confident you can hit your goal within that process, which comes down to a bit of math, a bit of logic, and just some experience. Most importantly, I'm getting so much work done. It is incredible. Not eating as much, having consistency in my lunch and dinner so I don't have to think about them, 
taking some of the cooking requirements out, some having like cold things like anchovies as opposed to cooking lunch, just saved me so much time. It's a double whammy. Not only being busy takes your mind off of not eating, but not eating helps you do more work. So for adaptation and the goals that I have of this year, this diet's actually been really productive. And I'm not thinking about food whilst I'm working. I'm getting on with work. I'm getting really into the detail of the things that I'm trying to create and do. And that's just working out, as I say, to be a double whammy for both the business and my body goals. So what happens after this cut? Now, I know that, you know, it seems that we're constantly fighting against this inevitable weight gain, and that we all have to cyclically go on cuts, or should I say diets, to lose the unnecessary flab that we've accumulated, only to go back to normal, put the fat back on and just rinse and repeat. And it just feels like a never ending battle where we never actually win. Well, I want you to know that that is not the way I live. It's not the way that you need to live. The reason that happens is that we're eating the wrong foods that are calorie rich, nutrient poor, have addictive properties and have some wellness issues within them like vegetable oils and sugar and just too many carbs that drive this habitual weight gain. You don't have to always put on weight. You can find a way of eating which can maintain weight for the most part if that's your goal. Now that isn't my goal. My goal is to continue to add on some muscle probably over the next two to three years. I know I've got natural muscle building potential of at least another 10 to 15 pounds on top of what I've already built. So that goal is is not going away. So post the photo shoot in December 2019, I'll have Christmas and then into 2020, we'll be back on a lean bulk. A lean bulk that will probably, as I say, last for a few years with intermittent blitz cuts or fasting blitz cuts of three to five weeks just to control the accumulated fat gain that happens naturally when you bulk because, hey, you can't put on muscle exclusively. Some fat comes along for the ride and it's good to just nip it in the bud early so you don't get too fat and then it gets too much of a struggle. And then if you cut or diet for an extended period of time, inevitably you're going to start losing muscle. So my approach is every three to four months, go on a cut of some sort just to get rid of some of the accumulated fat from bulking. And that's it. Cool. I think we've covered it. That is my update on my fasting blitz cut. That's working a treat that I'm really happy with all the results so far, both in terms of my productivity, my mental state, and the fat loss, as well as strength gains and muscle retention and things. You know, when you lose fat, your muscles look bigger, which is always a nice bonus. Hopefully, this has been interesting and maybe giving you some food for thought in terms of how you will approach your next cutting period or diet. So if you've got any questions, you can get through to us on the Facebook page or for, via Instagram or via adaptnation.io. You can contact us that way too. It is pretty straightforward. Again, I'm going to link in the show notes a couple of the reference body goal journals because they really do call out everything we've just said in written form. So whilst you'll hear me again before Christmas, you probably won't hear from me in a solo podcast again. So let me wish you a happy and joyous Christmas and Thanksgiving period. I hope Father Christmas gets you everything that you wanted and more. And 
maybe it's time for you to think about what your body goals are. Are you waiting until 2020 until, until you get started? Maybe it might be worth getting started before Christmas. Losing a little bit of weight so you can enjoy Christmas with no regrets and also have some momentum going into 2020 so you can really move the needle in developing the body that you want to be your best. Oh, and as I alluded to, I have been working night and day for what feels like forever, over a year, year and a half, on this program that we're calling the Be Your Best Self Optimization Journey. And I'm so excited to release this. This is effectively a course on how to do life across everything that I've learned over the last few years, the thousands upon thousands of hours of research, intellectual debate, curiosity, my own trial and error around how to be your best, how to develop your best life, both physically, mentally, psychologically. And it's been a true passion project. It effectively is going to be something that I want to give to my kids. Like this is how to do life, guys. These are all the things you need to know across, you know, the complexity of nutrition, the complexity of exercise, you know, how to operate in what is an increasingly stressful world, how to manage your mindset to get the most out of every day, and just how to show up and be your best. It's 100 days of 100 highly curated, aesthetically pleasing, and impactful messages from me, as well as access to our mastermind group. So this is going to release really shortly, and I hope you do check it out. I'll put a link to the sales page as soon as it's available, which will be very shortly. And yeah, if you take a look, I'd love to hear what you think. There's a free trial that we'll be offering, so you can get in there with no strings attached. Anyway, I think that concludes this episode. Just leaves me to say Adapt Nation is all about providing you with the tools and expert knowledge to help you improve and optimize your strength, health, and mindset inside and out. Until next time, guys, I'll let you crack on and be your best. If you enjoy this show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might enjoy the show. Feel free to get in touch with us via our website, adaptnation.io, or your favorite social media channel. This has been Adaptation. Till next time, thanks for listening. Adaptation.